Hi, Patrick O'Rourke here. I am doing one of those intro things, so you know this isn't a normal Patrick episode. This is the first episode of our actual play podcast, Starfleet Engage. You know, that thing we've been talking about for a few weeks at the end of our normal shenanigans? Well, here it is. I will post a few of these here on this feed because I feel like it's up your alley if you like what we do on Patrek, but they won't all be here. So please, subscribe to the Starfleet Engage feed on iTunes or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. It's also living at neonrival.com. So go there and find a few other excellent actual play podcasts to check out. Before I go... I want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, because without you, this sister show wouldn't be possible. It was your donations that raised enough money for me to buy the books for the game and the new equipment needed to record a larger group. It's your Patreon donations that make all the difference for an independent podcast like this. Anyway, I'm pretty proud of this thing, and it makes me even happier that you helped make it happen. So without milking this intro any longer... Here is episode one of Starfleet Engage. Starfleet Engage is a proud member of Neon Rival. Explore the collective at neonrival.com. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of Starfleet. The heroes whose continuing mission is to maintain peace throughout the Federation. Admiral's Log, Stardate 548-22.5. Things are busy here in the Triplex region of the Beta Quadrant. I'm afraid that the diplomatic stability between Phaetos IV and Krama, the stability that we have enjoyed for the past 75 years, is starting to crumble. The Phaetonians have become much more brash with their attacks on Krama's ships, and the Krama do not like giving anything away for free. The Krama don't want to be like the Zedherans, who were fooled by the Romulans to give away all of their resources, only to be abandoned in their time of need. Now, I am aware that these three planets are not of high importance or note to the rest of you in the Federation, but it is our responsibility here in the Triplex region to see these cultures become stable and independent. The Triplex region was left in chaos after the Treaty of Elgeron in 2311. It was the Treaty of Elgeron that redrew the borders of the neutral zone between the Federation and the Romulan Empire. As a result, put three previously Romulan-occupied planets into Federation space. When the USS Prospect arrived in the area, we were shocked to see just how cruel the Romulans could be to the worlds they occupied. The three planets of the region are very different from one another, 
yet in some way have been influenced by their previous rulers, which has led to some unexpected difficulties. The first planet to be investigated was Zedhira. Zedhira must have been something to see in its heyday. But now, the planet is falling apart. It has been completely stripped of its natural resources. As we understand their history, they were trading away everything to the Romulans for special treatment during the occupation. But the Romulans took too much, and now the planet cannot support life. There are millions of Sidirans on the planet, and few options remain to save them. Second, we have Krama. Krama has a nitrogen-based atmosphere and therefore was mostly ignored by the Romulans. But once the neutral zone was redrawn, their inhabitants were able to start trading. It was soon discovered that they in fact were rich in resources too. Their economy has started to boom in recent years, thanks to their vast mines of dilithium crystal and other natural minerals. They are the wealthiest of the region and control much of the trade that happens in the marketplace on our station. Today, they seem to hold all the cards. And finally, Phaetos IV. Phaetos IV is still largely unknown to us, and we are hoping to change that soon. Phaetos IV has not embraced the Federation like the other two planets. And rather than negotiate with the Romulans, it appears they fought them. As a result, their ships are very similar to the Romulan Warbird, with some slight modifications. They lowered their overall firepower to give themselves an advantage at sneaking up on ships while cloaked. They seem to be more interested in taking things than taking lives. With these three planets in turmoil due to their past, and the vacuum of power that was created by the Romulan sudden withdrawal, the Federation built Stemo Station in the middle of all three. It was built to be a point of safety to all who come to the region and a sign of stability in an unstable place. When Stemo Station was built 75 years ago, it was in great shape. Unfortunately, it has been hard to keep it updated while the Federation has been dealing with more pressing issues. As a result, it has some problems. These problems are only getting worse, as morale of the crew is down and new officers leave the station as soon as they can get a new assignment. I do not blame Captain Florimont for this. She is an excellent captain. But this situation is tough. It is tough on me, it is tough on her, and it is tough on any member of the crew. 
The crew of the station is small at only about 25 people, and they may not be at the top of their class. But they are a dedicated team, and I am proud to lead them. And I hate to lose them. It's always hard when something happens to a crew member, much less a whole away team. But a month ago, our security team was killed in a freak accident on Krama. When we are on Krama, we must use breathing masks because of the nitrogen-saturated atmosphere. And while on a routine mission, all three of them apparently stopped working. The entire away team suffocated. My job is a difficult one, but I do not face the same risks as those who are out there every day. It was an honor to serve with them, and I promise you, I will not allow such a mistake to happen to our newest crew members. They are fresh out of the academy, and I handpick them for this assignment. Each one has something special to offer the team. First, we have a Danublin named Rinix. Her unabashed optimism will keep even the most sour of minds in a positive light. And here at Stemo Station, positivity is in short supply. Next, a human named Yuri Martov, a young man from Russia. Don't let his calm exterior fool you. This man has something to prove to both the Federation and to himself. Finally, a Betazoid named Giovanna Bede. Her skills on the softball field have made her an extraordinary leader. Under Captain Florimond's guiding hand, these three new ensigns will certainly become the best that Starfleet has to offer. Now I'm excited, because today I am heading down to the station, and we'll get to see our new security team at work. For I have a meeting with Ambassador Glaxon, the former Chancellor of Zadira. I am hoping I can get to the bottom of why they gave so much to the Romulans for so seemingly little in return. Now I believe that our ensigns are catching up in Nine Starboard. They're getting to know each other a bit better. So I will leave you with them as I get ready to board. And, and I just really appreciate honesty. And you guys are just so open with everything. It's really refreshing. Well, there's nothing to hide when you just love everyone. Yeah, how many uh, brothers and sisters do you have? Oh, gosh. Well, there's Lyra and uh, all right. Larry uh-huh. and Pam and Pam. Yoli and Perula. Oh, okay. And is this list going to go on for a while? Yeah, I feel like this is... <laughs> Do you not know the exact number, or...? <laughs> it would just take me a couple days to map it out, but I'll work on okay. it. Okay. <laughs> I think, I think, I think that answers good. my question. Yeah. <laughs> Yuri, um, tell me, what is your family like? They worked uh, for the Federation. They were... Um, good government people. Yeah, and, you know, I, I got a lot of brothers and sisters, too. Um, they're, they're back in St. Petersburg. What are they like? Um, you know, just all nice Jewish kids. I, you know, they thought that I had really accomplished something by 
going to the academy, and uh, to be honest, I feel like I kind of let him down. Why? Well, you know, this isn't... If we're being honest, this isn't the best assignment. I don't know, you guys. I mean, I feel like... Were we that bad of students? I don't know. I mean, I didn't apply myself. I'll say that. You know, I think that they maybe chose us to come to the worst assignment to make this assignment the best assignment. That is a really good way of yeah, looking at it. Yeah, that's a healthy it. way yeah. of thinking about it, because I have not been thinking about it that Danubalins way. Danubalins are very healthy. I know I was spending an inordinate amount of time devoted to the softball team, because as <laughs> you guys know, I was the MVB captain of the Federation softball yeah, team. I, yeah, I've heard. Because of my semi-bionic arm, and I wasn't really paying attention to my grades, but I didn't think that they were that bad. I mean, look, we are literally in the worst space station in all of the Beta Quadrant. Yeah, I, don't, I got a turkey club from the... Uh, the replicator and it tastes really weird like i i didn't know that a replicator could make meat taste spoiled i thought that was the entire point that it would give you whatever you want basically anything that comes out of the replicator is still kind of weird anyway yeah i, I try not to think about it but full disclosure i don't know what my grades were in school <laughs> oh that explains a lot then actually maybe we really? are maybe we are in the right place maybe I think we're all meant to be here together. I have to agree with that. I mean, it's great hanging out with you guys. This assignment kind of sucks, but it's not horrible with you all. Oh, thanks. Every experience is what you make it, and this one, it's gonna be good. Hello? Can you come to the transporter bay immediately? Captain Florman requests uh, that you guys get here. Okay. Sure, sure. All right, well, I guess... I I guess we're done eating. Yeah. It wasn't that good anyway. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna set the rest of this sandwich aside here. All right, uh, so I guess we should probably get running. You walk into the transporter bay, and you see Captain Floraman standing there, watching, uh, waiting for someone's arrival. Standing behind her is Aaron Florian. He's operating the transporter bay, and he looks at you, and he says, Captain, they've arrived. She turns back and looks at the three of you and goes, just stand right there, please. Okay. Um, you wanted to see us? Yes. Admiral Hunter Madler will be arriving any moment, accompanied by Ambassador Glaxon. They are about to kick off some pressing negotiations, and I need the three of you to keep them safe. So, like, bodyguard detail, basically? Yes. Okay. Basically. Admiral Madler, I mean, we all know who he is, but who is this Glaxum fellow? Ambassador Glaxum is the former chancellor of Zedhira and oversaw their government when they were still a prosperous planet. Unfortunately, since they have run out of dilithium crystal, things are not looking so great. He's not in any trouble, is he? The exact opposite. I think he's here to help mitigate peace between the other two planets. I can't stand in the way of peace. Why would you want to? Yeah, that's the opposite of what our right. job would be. <laughs> Just a test. Okay, I guess we passed. Thank you for that gut check. Admiral Madler is a perfectionist. When he gets here, he expects nothing but the best out of Starfleet. And I'm going to need that from you. We confirmed at lunch that we are far from the best. But we're the only what? thing you no, got. You need to be the best. You are on my crew you are the best of the best at this moment. Sorry, Captain. Rennick's quiet. We can handle this. Absolutely no problem. Yeah. Is there anything that we should know about Madler or Glaxum? Don't be surprised when Glaxum arrives. Zendorians are very short. They're oh. only three to four feet tall. Oh, okay. 
He's a small, oh. old alien. <laughs> All right. Small, old alien. A soa. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't don't bring that up when he arrives. Oh, no one will know what it means but us. It'll okay. be our little inside secret. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. I like being the best. (laughs) (laughs) You notice that Aaron is working the transporters, and he looks very tired. Aaron, how are you? You look very tired. I'm uh, uh, I'm okay. I just spend all night working on these things. Why? Is something wrong? Uh, They've just been intermittently malfunctioning. Every time there's a problem, I'm able to fix it with ease. But I just can't figure out why it continues to stop working at random moments. Well, it's not exactly what you want to hear about a transporter, is that it's working intermittently. It's going to go great today. I, I just need some coffee. What way has it been malfunctioning? Just cutting out? or mm-hmm. It just seems to stop working suddenly. So does that do anything to the people that you're transporting? Well, luckily for us, we haven't had to transport anybody okay. recently. Well, I guess we'll find out. So Giovanna has a background in science and tech. So can I assist Aaron in, in checking? So that is going to be a roll. So you roll 2d20s. Okay. Uh, and I think that that's a pretty easy thing to do, so it'll have a difficulty of one. Three and a one. That would be three successes. Okay. So you gain two momentum. Aaron, um, you know, I do have a background in, in science and um, astrophysics, actually. I'd love to be able to take a look at these transporters. You think um, maybe I can find something that maybe you missed? Yeah, give it a look. Giovanna goes into the computer system and starts fiddling around. And you notice that the wires seem to be burned and frayed a bit. Aaron, did you not notice these burned wires before? Oh, yeah, I've noticed them, but... Well, why didn't you do anything about it? I did the best I could. I put them together and I soldered them and... (laughs) Here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this is definitely part of the problem, and I think that we need to probably replace these wires. Captain Florimon, you probably overheard, but we did notice a problem with the transporter. You hear over the comms. Two to beam up. Oh, oh no. no. You see the familiar sight of the transporter turning on. The floor starts to glow. You see the outline of a heart. And then Admiral Hunter Madler materializes in front of you. Hello, Captain. It's good to see you. Good to see you too, sir. But wait, where's Glaxim? Huh? I I thought we were to arrive at the same time. Me too. Oh. Admiral. Yes? It's so nice to see you in person. Ah, yes. Ensign Rinnix. It's so good to see a new face on the station. We are new. Weren't the best before. Okay, no, the filter. The filter. You see a dirty look shot your way from the captain. She grabs the admiral's arm and says, "I will take you to your quarters. Our three new security officers can certainly work with Aaron to get Ambassador Glaxum to your office as soon as he arrives." Giovanna pulls Rixon aside. Rixon, yes. I feel like we need a code word, maybe for like, Ooh. like maybe when you're saying something that you shouldn't say, maybe I'll just, I'll just say a code word like I don't know, like peaches, and then maybe you stop talking. How does that sound? Well, it sounds like a fun game. Maybe I can win. Great, peaches. I think we'll all win. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we are the best. That we are. Who's the best? We're, we're the best. We we're the yep. best. Yes, yes, yes they're the best. That's why we'll be able to take care of Glaxum as soon as he arrives. Come on, Admiral. I'll take you to your quarters and get you some tea. Oh, yes, thank you. 
and they walk out. You guys, this is not good. I have a feeling that Glaxum's molecular structure is scattered all over the beta quadrant right now. I didn't want to point this out earlier, but he did a real shit job. <laughs> yeah. Who, me? I'm still here, guys. Air, we need to, like, run a scan on Glaxum. Is he anywhere? Can we find him? Um, let's see. Oh. Oh, wait a minute. What's this? Huh. Well, that doesn't what are you sound looking great. At? You see the transporter turn on. It glows with this small shape that you assume is Glaxum. It just kind of stops. Oh god, can we can we pull him in really fast? Can you like up the energy? And this is your first extended task. Ooh. 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 Extend that task. Everything is at a difficulty of three. Okay. Can I point out that if we don't change a thing, we will know exactly where he is at all times. <laughs> and he might just stay safe. Well, no one can get at him. Yeah, the, the logic isn't horrible, but it's not great either. So Giovanna is going to shove Aaron aside and try to lock it on the coordinates on the console to see if she can pull Glaxon all the way in. That will be fitness and security. I'm rolling two dice, right? Yes. Now you can use a momentum or a determination to up that to three. Oh, right. And you need three successes, so two die aren't going to get you three successes. Right, so you're right. Take that determination. All right. Two successes. So I don't do a great job. No. As you push Aaron to the side, you see, suddenly, Glaxum's form disappear. Oh my god, he's gone. Where did he go? Oh uh, boy. Oh no. Um, I really think you did not do what you meant to do in this one. <laughs> yeah, yes, obviously. Thank you, Rexon, for pointing that out. Um, can we we need to scan and see if he's back on the planet? Okay. Galaxum! I don't think Galaxum! that's... Galaxum! I, I, I don't think that's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's hiding somewhere. Oh, no. Oh, you're such a sweetheart. But, Thank you. But Peaches. You see Aaron uh, looking confused and distraught. He tries to go back to the council, and he's pressing buttons furiously. Uh, what are you doing there? Trying to find Glaxum, the ambassador. Yeah, uh, so you're scanning the planet, or... Yeah, what? I'm looking. Do you see him anywhere? God. No, I can't find him! Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe we need to start scanning the space around the station. I'll scan. I can scan really good. I'm the best at it. Yeah. <laughs> so you run up to the computer in the room and you start punching in uh, information looking for the coordinates of Plaxum. Go ahead and roll for that. It's a challenge level of three. I forget how the rolling works. Basically, it depends on how you want to play this. Looking over your character sheet, you have attributes and disciplines. Attributes define your intrinsic, physical, and mental capabilities. Disciplines define your level of training and general aptitude. Again, based on how you want to roleplay this, you pick an attribute and discipline and add those numbers together. Then you roll the d20s. For each die that gets under that number, you get a success. So for this situation, I think you would add reason, so your ability to solve problems, and science, basically how good you are at using computers. Adding those two numbers together, you now have 12. A success is rolling a d20 under 12. Oh, okay. How many die do I roll? You always start with two, but there are multiple ways to add additional d20s to your rolls. The first is to use determination, which at the start of the game, you get three. 
They will not come back until the end of today's adventure, so at any time, you can use one of these and get an extra d20. The second is to use momentum, probably my favorite mechanic of the game. Momentum builds in a scene when a player gets extra successes. Lindsay, as Giovanna, had a great roll earlier. She only needed one success to pass, and she had three. So, two momentum chips were added to the pool. Now you have access to that momentum, and you can use those to gain an additional d20. If you have extra successes with this roll, it will get added back to the pool. The third is threat. You can give me a threat to gain a d20. I can use threat in the same way you use determination. So, later in the game, at my discretion, I can use it. Think of it as acting recklessly. It helps in the moment, but can make problems for you later. You can use any combination of these three resources to gain d20s up to a max number of five. And I need three successes, so I need a third die. Again, that is up to you. It is unlikely, but possible, to get three successes on two d20s. If you roll a one, that counts as two successes. Also, on your character sheet, you will see a list of focuses. Through roleplay and the situation, some of these could come into play. If you use a focus and succeed, it counts as double. Also, just one more thing to keep in mind. If you roll a 20, it adds a complication, so that's usually not a good thing. Okay, use one of my determination. Two sevens and a three. So you succeed. Yeah. Hell yeah. I need you to roll these. These three? Yep. These are challenge die. On certain things, like an extended task or during combat, we will roll these to see how much of an impact your success had. Stars indicate the amount of progress made on the extended task, or if this were combat, the amount of stress induced on your opponent. Communication badges trigger events that happen that will influence the story and inform our roleplay. Okay, so that is three stars and an event. You have made progress towards solving the extended task, but we are not done yet. As you are scanning the area around the station, you find the energy matter that belongs to Glaxum, as well as something else. It looks like I found Glaxum. Well, that's great. Andy found a friend. Oh. Oh, that's uh, less great. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't think that should be happening. I suppose if it's a bad friend, we don't want them to meet. Commander, were you uh, bringing up someone else besides Glaxum? No, just Glaxum. Oh, this isn't good. He's a pretty coveted person right now. That could be somebody who's trying to attack him. Is there a way that we can establish some kind of contact with Glaxum? Maybe if his brain's still intact, I can try to, like, scan him and see if I can, like, find his emotions or where he's at right now. Okay, yeah. Oh, I'm going to try to scan to at least Glaxum's brain is a little bit intact and if I can read where he is right now. So I'm going to use Insight, which is 11, and Command, which is 1. Yeah. Wait, how many am I doing? Two or three? Well, did you use... You didn't tell me the difficulty one. It's a three. So it's, a three? it's still the same extended task. Okay. Everything's a three. I'm going to use a momentum then. Okay. Ooh, a two and a seven and an 11. Great. Okay. So roll these challenge die. Stars and comes, bitch. Stars and comes, bitch. I got two sets of stars and a comes, bitch. Oh, no. Those are blanks. Those are blanks? Those are blanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a blanks and a comes, bitch. So you got a comes, bitch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you rub the sides of your temples. I'm not... <laughs> I'm a betazoid, not a stereotype, Patrick. <laughs> so start rolling and I'll tell you what you find. Everything gets very quiet, um, and she zones in, and she thinks she can hear 
something, some kind of voice speaking. She can, and she recognizes that Glaxum is very afraid. Well, I would be afraid, too, if I yeah. was subparticled all over the beta quadrant. You guys, so he is literally floating out in space. Yeah. He's in trouble. He's very afraid, but at least his mind's intact. So I feel like this bodes well for at least trying to get his physical form back here on the ship. Do you think that if we fix these wires here, that could help? I think it's our only chance that we have to okay. get him in. Now, you only have a few moments. You wouldn't be able to leave and get anything. So you right. can try to uh, rig the wires right now in a, in a different way to see if that helps. I don't have any focuses for that. So whoever has computers should probably do okay. this. I have computers. So Giovanna goes into her B-Squad education that she has because she spent too much time on the softball team. But she knows <laughs> a little bit about computers. And she is going to try to piece these wires together um, or, or reconnect one of the wires um, to another hub and maybe get rid of these broken wires altogether. Yeah, and you're doing that thing where you're like pulling parts out and then rearranging them like they yes. do in Star Trek all the time. Yeah, I am rearranging the hell out of these wires yeah, right now. Yeah, yeah, okay. okay. Uh, again, still a difficulty of three. I'm going to do reason and engineering, and that's ten. All right. Ooh. I don't feel good about that one. <laughs> I failed on all of them. Oh, no. Failed on yeah. all of them. I failed. It's 11, 11, and 12. Okay. Really sucked that one up. You guys, I can't figure this out. I, it's not working. And you are still rearranging these parts. As you put in the last wire, you see the energy matter starting to form into a shape. Oh, oh maybe I got it. Maybe I got it. It forms into the shape of Glaxum. But then that disintegrates into the ground. Shit. Oh, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> and then happen. it forms into the shape of a scorpion. Oh, oh. Uh, and then that disintegrates into the ground as well. What the hell was that? <laughs> oh, it looks like Glaxum got one of your little dogs that you were telling us about earlier. That was not a dog that I know about. Yeah. <laughs> was that like some kind of assassin thing? I don't know. This is horrible, you guys. I don't. I, I can't fix this computer. I don't know what to do. Well, we have to do something. We're the best. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if we say it enough, we can believe it and we'll become um, it. I'm going to scan for whatever that scorpion thing was. So you go up to the computer, right? Yeah. And you're, like, punching in coordinates trying to figure out uh, where Glaxum and this Whatever thing that thing was. Are. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say reason and science. So I roll two. Yes, it's a difficulty of three. Ah! There is... No, so... Okay. All right, 18 and a six. <laughs> so you failed. <laughs> I failed. Damn it. <laughs> failed real bad. <laughs> so you're, you're punching things into the computer, trying to figure out what happened. What you do see is that Glaxum is no longer energy matter around the station. Oh my god, we're in so much trouble. Well, could we scan the planet again? Maybe he went back there. That's, I think, our only recourse. Yeah, alright, I'll try to do that then. You're um, gonna need three of those bad boys, so spend a momentum. Yeah, I'll spend a momentum. <laughs> you don't have any momentum. You've oh. used it all. But you have your three determinations, so you yeah. can use one of those. Oh, okay, and I have Spirit of Discovery, which I can use a determination to add three points to the group momentum pool. Hell yeah! And so now we have three more in the pool, right? Yeah, so now you have three momentum. Okay. All right. If I use one of the ones in the pool, I can get an extra dice. Yep. Okay, I got a seven, a three, and a three. Nice. Perfect. Roll those challenge die. Okay. Hope for some comms or stars. Oh, is that what we're going for? Yeah, no blank space. Ooh, four stars. Four stars. You have completed the extended task. Woo, we did it. (laughs) The best. (laughs) You scan the planet. Glaxum is nowhere on it. (sighs) Mm. 
This is so bad, you guys. Yeah, I do want to point out, though, we technically were not responsible for this. What are you talking about? Yes, uh, you are, Ensigns. Uh, you are completely responsible. You went into the computer and started pulling parts out. What were you thinking? Well, because it was broken. Yeah, you broke it, I didn't you break dummy. anything. Commander Florian, look, you're but a mere man, and I don't know if you know this, <laughs> what? but... <Are> you, what? <laughs> As everybody knows, women are a little bit better than men. Yuri, no offense. You're a wonderful no, man. I don't want you to take any <laughs> offense to that. But you, Commander, you have done absolutely nothing. You've been completely useless this whole time. I mean, what are we going to do? What If you're so much in charge, tell us what we need to do next. Exactly. You are useless. You need to, you need to talk to the captain, I guess. Uh-uh. Uh, uh. I think we all need to take into account that we are all failures at this moment. <laughs> but Fair we enough. did it the best. And, you know, it was just one one foot after the other. It's one of the things that you learn is that you're going to go through a lot of bumps in life. Mm-hmm. We're all going to fail. We're all going to come really yeah. close to death. Right. And we're all going to be an embarrassment in front of Captain together. Yeah, I, I do think he's right, though. We should let her know what's going on. Well, who's going to break the bad news? Uh, I would love to. Okay. Oh, okay, great. You're pretty good at I, it. I thought we were going to have to draw straws, but that that's wonderful. I'm very good at difficult conversations. I believe you. I mean, you just gave us that whole spiel, and it made no sense, but it made me feel <laughs> a lot better. <laughs> we see all three of you standing outside of the captain's quarters. All right, well, you go, go, in, go in first. <laughs> okay. Captain! You hear, enter. The door's open. Captain Florman, we failed. How? What? Oh, I really feel like you could have let in a little bit easier on that one. <laughs> how do I want to explain this to you, Captain? I don't know. I don't even know what happened. You know how you told us that once we were presented with a package... That we were supposed to keep that package safe? You mean Glaxum? Yeah. Yes. The living You're being? You're following my metaphor beautifully. Okay. I think that it is important to know that the package never arrived. Yeah, there's something wrong with the transporter. Should not send people through it right now. Uh, I think we might have to be on uh, sending shuttlecraft to planets until it's fixed. Yes, uh, we can do that immediately. But what about Glaxon? What happened to him? Well, uh, when he was coming through the transporter, we noticed, uh, or Giovanna actually noticed frayed wires in the transporter. We tried to get Commander Florian to stop, uh, but it was already in process. Damn it, Aaron! And uh, we can't find his energy signature anywhere. Ambassador Glaxon's gone? Yeah. It's okay, he was with something else. Yeah, it was a scorpion of some kind. We weren't really sure what. It appeared briefly in the transporter and then disappeared. Oh, and we know he's scared. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If that makes you feel any better. No, it does not. And we must find him soon. Due to the recent attacks on Krama's trade vessels from the Fentonians, the Krama have declared a full-on economic freeze with the Trifax region. They will no longer be giving any economic aid to Phaedos IV or Zedhira. We must negotiate some sort of deal soon, or millions could die. Glaxum is key to doing just that. There was some kind of alien life force with him, and do you think there's anybody that would want to hurt Glaxum? Probably many. He's negotiated many deals in his life. Any of them that look like scorpion creatures? (laughs) Was it sentient? 
I don't know. It looked like a big mass of energy in the shape of a scorpion. Wait a minute. It was energy matter in the shape of a scorpion? Yeah, I mean, I think it was trying to get onto the transporter somehow. I mean, when we scanned for his energy signature, we found another being, and then when that appeared, I, I think that must have been it. Why did you beam them in? We didn't beam them in. This was already a It prog- was that dummy Aaron. <sighs> Aaron. Is it possible that somebody tampered with the transporter machine? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is an inside job. If there's tr- if these negotiations go well, somebody obviously stands to lose. I hate to think that that might be the case, but some out there are just me. And Aaron did say that he was really tired, so maybe someone came in and messed with the transporter before we got there, or maybe he had fallen asleep or something. And potentially they're blocking an energy signal. Yeah. There's obviously a lot to investigate here. Captain, what do you want us to do? I'll send an away team down to Glaxum's planet. Meanwhile, you guys investigate the station and see if you see anything strange. All right. What I'll do is I'll try to look up anything about some kind of, like, scorpion creature on Glaxum's planet, see if I can figure out what that was. To the computers! You decide to use the computers and engineering so you can be focused on this energy matter creature and the impact they're having on the rest of the station. You enter the turbo lift and say, Engineering! And the turbo lift doesn't move. Oh, what? Ah, that's weird. Maybe we should say what deck it's on? Three! The turbo lift doesn't move. Are we able to at least get out? Doors open. Oh, great. Now we're stuck in an elevator. Oh, <laughs> oh golly. Is there a Jeffrey's tube or something we could access from here? Is there a Jeffrey's tube? Yeah. <laughs> it's a Star Trek. Of course there is. All right. Well, to the Jeffrey's tubes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Giovanna looks up and sees a door, like a hatchway up on top of the turbo lift that leads out to the Jeffrey's tube. Um, but she's going to need to be hoisted up. So Yuri, be a deer. Please give me a hoist. Okay. I kind of do that cheerleader thing where, you know, you put your hands together. <laughs> and I lift up, and I give it a good punch with my bionic arm, and it pops open with ease. Easily. Um, and I crawl up into the Jeffrey's tubes and start um, looking around. It's a little bit dark, though. Right. In there. Yeah, it's dimly lit in the Jeffrey's tube. So I pop out my flashlight. I look around. It looks all clear. So I yell, and I say, okay, guys, um, come on up. Uh, I guess I'll try to get up there, too. Would you like a boost? No, I think I think I got it. Oh. <laughs> well, you need a boost, dear, to get oh, up. Oh, no. I am very good at climbing. Okay, great. All three of you get into the Jeffreys, too. As you begin climbing forward, everything turns red, and red alert kicks in. Oh, no. Oh, no. This is not where I want to be during a red alert. So I'm going to hit my comms badge to dumb Commander Aaron. Commander, what's going on? The, 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 the station, it's... it's. Oh, uh, let me try again. Let me try the captain. Captain! Where are... Oh, nuts. You guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should probably get back to where the captain is. We can't roll a perception here, right? Like that's a help. Or do we have No, perception? I mean, it's different, but I think you should be able to do something. Maybe it is a... Insight? Reason? It's a reason, because insight's emotion, reason, science. Okay. Reason and maybe command. So okay. I'm going to roll to figure out where, what direction we need to go in okay. to get to the captain's quarters. So it's a 10 for me. 
And I had one success. Okay. It was a difficulty of one. Oh, so right. then I succeeded. I should have said right. that beforehand. <laughs> say, I gotta get colors. used to this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you look around. You're familiar with this ship. You know where you're going. Um, you start heading towards uh, the captain's quarters. On your way there, the red alert stops. Oh. Mm. You think it's okay to try calling again? Yeah. Uh, well, what would happen if you did? <laughs> Hopefully something good. I'll hit the my comms badge and... Captain... Tuna fish! What? What? That's all you hear. Okay. I mean, it's one of my favorite sandwiches. <laughs> Should we try Commander Aaron? Sure. Uh, and I'll try to contact the commander then. Commander? Uh, yes? Oh, can you hear me? Kind of. It, it's Ensign Martov. Oh. Uh, what's going on? Where are you? We're at the captain's quarters. The station, it's, it's, it's malfunctioning. How? Everything is going off the rails! Okay, what do you need us to do? Where are you? I'm in the transporter bay! Okay, I guess, should we go back there? Is it from your bay that everything is going wrong? The transporter bay just keeps turning on and off on its own! Well, that's weird. This is the perfect opportunity to get the scorpion guy in here. Yeah. Oh, so let's go to the transporter bay. Alright. We alter course. You head to the transporter mm-hmm. bay. Uh, you got in there, and uh, Aaron is frantically pressing buttons again. I wasn't even supposed to be here today. <laughs> God, you are so useless. Tell us what's going on. <laughs> Everything in the ship just keeps turning on and off. Everything that uses energy doesn't seem to have any sort of consistency to it. Yeah. The replicators are making nothing but tuna fish sandwiches. The red alert is turning itself on and off. Oh, okay. That's what that was. The turbo lift wasn't working either. We had to get the, the Je- turbo lift isn't working. Yeah, we had to get the Jeffries tubes. I'm here. just one man. Barely. <laughs> if all of the issues are happening with our energy-related products, I feel like. Do you think, like, maybe this scorpion creature's already here, and maybe it's inside the ship messing with matter? So do you think maybe it could be gnawing on the ship, kind of? Like a a mouse eating wires or something? Eating off of the the energy that we're providing? That's what I'm thinking. Have you seen the energy try to form again since you've been working on this? No, I've seen nothing. I I just see the the transporter bay is activating like something's going to come in and nothing shows up. Maybe it is showing up. We just can't see it. Do you think that maybe if we sent out some large surge of energy or, or source of energy away from the station that that would maybe distract this kind of thing and we could pull Glaxum in? I mean, it's definitely worth a try. Oh, what if we fired a phaser? Yeah. To create an energy to do right, a distraction outside sure. the ship. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll run to the command center, I guess. So you leave the transporter bay, accomplishing nothing, and head to the command center. On your way to the command center, you see a Klingon. The Klingon is laying on the ground and is unresponsive. Oh my gosh, sir, sir, are you okay? Oh my gosh, you guys, he isn't speaking. Yeah. You know, I, I'm gonna try to scan and see if he is at least like we could, thinking anything, even if he's unconscious. Is this a two? Yes, this is a difficulty of two. I lost. I had a 20 and an 11. Yeah, and that's actually a double fail, so it's going to get another degree. <laughs> oh, no, your head exploded. Yeah, so I'm going to use a threat as well. Oh, shit. <laughs> as you examine the Klingon, you see that they are out cold. You can't even tell if they're living or dead. Then suddenly, all of the lights go out. 
Oh, well, that's not good. I guess we'll have to pull out those tiny flashlights with no handles. We all pull out our light orbs. Right. (laughs) Everyone have your orb? All right. So you're flashing the light around. You catch the glare of a Ferengi? Who's there? It's me, Famjuk. Oh. Come quick, come quick. Okay. Not this guy. Uh, what's what's going on, Famjuk? Famjuk. Famjuk, sorry. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know anything about the malfunctions on the ship? I know nothing, but look at this this woman! And laying on the ground is another person who's passed out. I can't keep losing customers like this. Who's going to be trading on this station if they're dying? Do you know what happened to her? I don't know. She, she looked so healthy when, when I gave her the instructions on how to use the holodeck. The holodeck? Why was she wanting to go to the holodeck? Why does anybody... Well, there are a couple of reasons why yeah. people want to, you, you know we what I'm gonna saying. We were going to go there, but we were going to do it for an experiment. Yeah, that's what they all say. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's true. So wait, so am I to understand that these people are here lying on the ground and you're the only one still standing? Uh, well, yeah, I'm still here. And yet you saw nothing. No, I saw nothing. You are such a little creep. <laughs> You're not so creepy to me. Okay, that's right. enough. Yeah, there was a Klingon that we saw that was out cold, too. You know anything about that? Oh, no. Oh, no, what? I know nothing. No, you, you sound... Know I'm going to go back upstairs. You I sound don't like think you know so. something. Let's roll social combat. I'm going to use a threat to do it up to three. Oh, Who wants shit. to roll it? Yeah, you should go. All right. What two are you doing? Insight and command. All right, I'll do the same. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I got three successes. I have one. Oh, oh no. Uh, <laughs> Those Ferengi. Such slippery fucks. <laughs> Famzook looks at you and he goes, no- nothing's out of the ordinary here. I- I've got to go. I've got to leave. You guys, he has to go. I'm going to go ahead and say <laughs> he should just do that. Giovanna's going to rush up. She has this bionic arm, and she's going to stiff arm him into the wall. <laughs> This counts as combat, so it's a contested roll, and if he wins, he gets to deal stress to Oh, you. okay. Uh, so I'm going to do fitness and security. So I'm in, I have 11. Nine. And I'm rolling two. Do you want me to use spirit of discovery here? I could give up one of my determination. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to put, I'm going to put three more momentum. All right, so what am I rolling? 11. And I need lower than nine. Yeah, one success. I have one success. Ty goes to the runner, we decided? Yeah! Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good to me. Giovanna strong arms in with her bionic arm. Look, creep. Mm. (laughs) You need to start talking immediately. Immediately. I'm looking and I like what I see. I have a very strong baton. Have you heard of the Kai before? I have. All right, well, I'm about to beat your head with it if you don't start talking. What's going on with the Klingon? He has to use the holodeck too. For what? I don't know, murder or sex. <laughs> I mean, that's usually how it goes in the holodeck. That's true. Did you give him the directions? Of course I did. So you gave him the directions, but you didn't see him pass out? No, well, he's not passed out in the holodeck. Do you know if he's been to the holodeck? I assume. <sighs> Fine, you can go, and I release him. <laughs> and he runs away. <laughs> Ugh, I'm going to need to wash my bionic arm later. <laughs> Look, guys, I think we need to go to the holodeck. Oh, back. 
Back to the Jeffrey's tube, then. I don't think we should abandon this phaser idea. Yuri, do you want to go forward engineering, and, and I'll run back here to the holodeck, and well, I don't... Yeah, normally when people split up, it really causes a lot of problems, uh, <laughs> but I think it'll <sighs> work for us just fine. So I'm going to go, and I'll go fire the phaser. I think it would be a good idea for me to go back to the transporter room to see if I could detect any energy actually being distracted. Otherwise, we won't know if this phaser idea works, right? Uh, absolutely. So everyone keep your comm badge on. Answer immediately. Let's try to keep this safe. Okay. So, Yuri, you are heading to the command center. Yeah, I'm going to try to fire off a phaser, basically, where there isn't anything, just to see if that energy will draw away whatever this beam is. You know that the energy of the ship seems to be oscillating quite a bit. Yeah. Um, so it's getting really bright and then really dark, and then computers are turning on, and then another computer's turning off. You'll be able to pull this off, but it's going to be pretty hard. got to do it at just the right time. Yeah, so it's a difficulty of three. Oh, damn. All right, so... Um, I have shipboard tactical systems. I don't know what that does for my focus. You pick one of the die to focus and uh-huh. say, because this is totally applicable, if that die succeeds, it uh-huh. counts as two successes. Oh. Pick a good one. All right. Uh, I'm going to, this black die here, that'll be the focus, and uh, I will be using con and control. That works for me. And I'm going to try to spend one of these momentums to get a third die. You know what? I'm going to spend two. No risks being taken here. All right. So I got four dice. Sure hope this scorpion creature comes after it. That's two successes right there. Boom. And another eight here. I got four successes. Great. So you get to add one back to the momentum pool. All right. That paid off. You carefully pick the coordinates of this phaser blast to make sure it doesn't hit anything. Fire it into space. End of episode. Hi, Patrick O'Rourke here. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Starfleet Engage. As a huge fan of Star Trek, when Modifus Games announced they were making an RPG, I knew that I had to write my own campaign to play with my friends. Those friends are Lindsay Bache as Giovanna, Justine Kruger as Rixon, and Patrick Winnegar as Yuri. I am the GM. I am 100% sure we screwed up some of the gameplay, and if that's true, well, you can blame me. If you like what you are hearing, be sure to listen to Pat Trek. It's basically a sister podcast where I try to convince Patrick Winnegar to like Star Trek as much as I do. We are going through every episode of TNG, and I think he is finally starting to turn to my side. The opening music is by Carlos Luna, who is part of the Neon Rival Collective, the very same collective as this podcast. Please listen to the Dungeon Rats, an interactive Dungeons & Dragons adventure, to hear more Carlos and Justine. This episode of Starfleet Engage was written, edited, and scored by me. So, until next time, thanks again for listening. Because together, we will see what's out there.